Hello and welcome into the Tim Talk Sport Podcast. My name is Tim, and today we're going to be talking about, you guessed it, we're going to talk about some sports. Man, I'm making a little bit of racket at the intro. Sorry, I'm just a little little excited. This is a good episode. So we've got really minor baseball news. We'll just kind of breeze past it up at the top. We'll go into NFL news, broader NFL news, and we'll talk about your CSU Rams and, and what they drew on Selection Sunday and what a magical Sunday it is. So let's, let's get into baseball really fast. So baseball, really minor news happened. And it doesn't pertain directly to the Rockies, but it is past Rockies, in-division news, and moves that are similar to what they need to make. So we're going to start with Adam Adovino, the homeboy, the righty, the big hook. He's going to sign. He's going to play for the Mets. He's going to make five million guaranteed with a player option next season. Or let me get the stats or the numbers one hundred percent performance bonus. Okay, so five million total possible with a performance bonus. So that just seems like okay. He took. He must have taken a smaller deal because he wanted to go win somewhere. Because if Adam Adovino could have been had for five million dollars and the Rockies didn't do it, then. Shame on you, Billy. Shame on you. That is an absolute area where the team could always use upgrades. You could use 12 good relievers. I know last time I said they had eight decent ones. You could use a few more. They get hurt. Some that you think are good or bad. Some that you think are bad or good. It's it's a crapshoot, and it always helps to have a few more dice when you're rolling. Now, there are a couple more things that happened in MLB. Pretty minor signings, uh, but... So yesterday, when I was talking to y'all about potential fits for the Rockies, we mentioned peripheral starters, fringe big league starters. Anibal Sanchez fits that bill. He's in the basket of starters that we're looking for for the fifth spot until a prospect emerges. So he he was an example of a guy that the Rockies could have gotten. He's on a minor league deal for the Nationals. They can't sign him, but that's a guy that is a good example of another player that they could be looking forward to another player that the Nationals signed for a minor league deal is Gerardo Para, friend of the organization. Now, that just—it's not like he's going to probably play for the big league squad, and if he does, he's not going to be a super contributor. But what we found the last three years is that you have to have your stick. Obviously, Nolan Arenado, Troy Tulowitzki, those guys were the stick. But you also had to have the carrot. Cargo Gonzalez, Gerardo Parra, you had to have these these outgoing guys who bridge the locker room together that make it fun to be at the ballpark. You need the shitheads, the assholes, the good players, but you have to have the clubhouse guy. So Gerardo Parra would have been a underrated signing if the Rockies would have brought him back. Rockies fans would have given the organization shit, but I think it would have been an undervalued move. News coming out of San Diego. Next topic. News coming out of San Diego is the Padres are looking to deal two players on big contracts. Eric Hosmer, Will Myers. Now, obviously, they're on bloated deals. They're trying to get under the tax. They're looking for people to take money. So what happens in these situations? Well, there's speculation that the Dodgers, the Dodgers, the Padres would give up one of their top five prospects to rid themselves of this requirement to pay the competitive, uh, to pay the luxury tax. So by dumping $20 million, they'd be willing to part with club control, long-term club control of an elite level asset. 
who isn't even in the major leagues yet. So that sounds like something that's on the Rockies' timeline. Mackenzie Gore, I think, played ball last year. I, I mean, he's a he's a strong pitcher. I mean, there's an idea. They have a shortstop up top. I don't know their prospects' names off the top of my head, but I think his name is Abrams. And that's a guy, you know, they've got outfielders. Okay, so their top five prospects, shortstop, catcher, outfielder, left-handed pitcher, outfielder. So if you could pry the top shortstop, one of the top shortstops in the game, away from the Padres and onto your team, that's 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 amazing. Now, will the Padres deal in division? I don't know. But to rid themselves of the burden of the salary tax, the luxury tax, I, w- I would think so. And even even like Mackenzie Gore, he pitched last year. Oh, he never he didn't make the club. I'm sorry, he, he made Triple A. He had a rough spot in Triple A, but he pitched well in Double A. You know, Triple A is just a, it's a hard nut because it's such a hitter friendly friendly environment. But if you get Mackenzie Gore, take on Will Myers, you're filling the need to have a big bat. Will Myers has a big bat. He he's not great in the field, so you're just sacrificing defense for offense. And you get an elite level prospect. That's something I think the Rockies need to consider, especially with this season basically being a wash, right? We're not expecting the Rockies to participate in any kind of postseason activity this season. I think those types of moves are moves that the Rockies need to consider taking on salary, getting close to that 130 mark in order to pick up players, to pick up future assets. Now let's go into the NFL. We'll start with the lesser news, but still great for Fort Collins natives, great for Northern Colorado natives. Michael Gallup, next level Ramy, that's a huge deal to replace Amari Cooper. Five years, $62.5 million. He is now the number one wide receiver for the Dallas Cowboys. Good for Michael Gallup. He's hurt right now, and he still got the bag. Good for Michael Gallup. I, I'm I'm honestly I'm a little shocked by this, not because of Michael Gallup's potential and talent, but because of the injuries. So but good for Michael Gallup, man. We we are always loving of next level Rams, no matter where they play. The big news of the day, as far as nationwide news, Tom Brady decided to come back to play one more season. Now I think that Tom Brady is kind of a he's a he's a guy who wants things done his way at all times at all costs and the fact that Adam Schefter leaked his retirement before he was ready to actually retire I, I I'm like I, I'm 95% positive that that has something to do with it he's a competitor he wants to win but I mean and I guess the NFC is available for the taking the league as a whole, is weaker than it's been in a long time. We're in a progress point in the timeline. We're not in a proven point. But, man, if this isn't because Adam Schefter spoiled his his, uh, his party, man. I don't know. It just seems to me like like that's, that's the most likely reason why. Because now he's got to spend another year with Bruce Arians. And nobody wants that. Not even Bruce's family wants that. Anyways, now we're on to the main event for us Coloradoans. We're moving quickly through this, which is okay. They don't all have to be hour-long shows like some of them have been. The main event. Your Colorado State Rams are the sixth seed 
of, I believe, the Southwest Division? The South Division? They're in a division. They're playing in Indianapolis. They're playing the number 11 seed, Michigan Wolverines. Now, there's good and some bad to this. The good is that Michigan is the worst at-large team to make the tournament since 2001. In the last 20 years-ish, the worst team to qualify with an at-large bid. So there's that. We're, we, uh, we like that they aren't a very good team. Um, that being said, they're still, like, they're still a large school. They still recruit. So they're going to be dangerous. And, you know, I almost tweeted across my fingers emoji, please no blue bloods, please no blue bloods. And then I was like, mid-major, mid-major. But I didn't, and we got a blue blood. So that being said, Juwan Howard has proven that he's a loose cannon, that he is irresponsible. And I just have to feel like this is a wash of a season. He's in a downward death spiral, and... The Rams absolutely need to take advantage of it. Now, they're in Indianapolis, so they essentially get a home game. Compared to, like, the Rams didn't even travel to Las Vegas. They're not going to Indy. So people are saying that it's going to be a home game for Michigan. And it probably will be. But that being said, I don't know how much that matters as much as who is the better team. And to me, I know that we're the better coach team. And I know that. The Rams have talent top to bottom. Now, they have problem. They have times where they have problems rising to the occasion. Now, I just pray and hope and believe that they know what an opportunity they've been afforded to go to a bigger market against a big school and smack them. Show them who's boss. Now, the next week is the next game is challenging, right? Take on the SEC's champion. The Tennessee Volunteers, why they're a three seed, I just don't know. But that is a challenging game. There's no question about that. That that'll be uh we will not be favored in that game. But at least we're gonna have one game where we have a really good shot to win. And I'm I'm happy about that. I'm pretty stoked. I'm pretty sure the women's ranking or their women's bracket has dropped. I'm not sure. It doesn't look like the women's team made the tourney. Um, I'm not seeing it on Twitter. There's The only reason I'm saying I'm not sure is the bottom portion of the women's bracket on the left side is blacked out. So, some kind of glitch, I'm not sure. But, it seems as if the women's team did not make the tournament. Which which sucks. At the beginning of the year, we had the like one of the best performing basketball programs combined in the nation. Because the women's team went undefeated for so far into the season as did the men's. So. so it's a great day. This is a seed that I think we can be proud of. A sixth seed is is something really to be proud of. But the fact that we are going to be playing an underwhelming opponent needs to be really taken stock of. The fact that we're playing Michigan is awesome. Because there's nobody in the country that's going to tell you that we can't beat them. That they should be overwhelming favorites against us. A 6 first and 11. It would be our privilege to go out there and smack the Wolverines. It's going to be it for the show. I'm going to drop two more today. Um, uh, check the Twitter feed. I just dropped a review for Batman. Uh, I was going to do the Adam Project, but 
I like the long form review where you're actually analyzing the product and you analyze a Netflix movie and you're just going to go fucking crazy. Anyways, so I dropped out a review for the Batman. I think it's, I think it's a good review. I liked doing it. Um, you're going to see, this is uh Tim talk sports. You're going to see Tim talks Broncos on the feed, probably in the morning and check out YouTube, Tim talk stocks. Uh, there's going to be a swing trade edition this evening. And then I'll be back in the morning, 7 a.m. to do a pre-market show. So this is uh, this is nonstop. We're, we're really trying to get this going. So rate, review, follow on YouTube, like, subscribe, comment, share it with your friends. Make them watch it. Make them listen to this. Make them watch the Batman. Make them listen to that. <sighs> follow me on at Tim... Tim talks pot on Twitter and yeah, we're going to, we're going to try and get this running, you know, for the first four days, I think that we've done this. It's been a lot of fun. It's been good. Again, do all the things that will help me out. I greatly appreciate it. And you guys have yourselves a great evening. Peace.